0: Praise the Lord. Well, I want to I read the entire passage of Scripture. We're going to read verse 23 through verse 31. And um, uh, we're going to be reading in the uh, New King James translation. Can't see who's back there, but I believe that someone's back there. We're going to be reading in the New King James translation. of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 23, for I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread, you notice he said, therefore. So in other words, based upon what I just said, therefore, or with this understanding, therefore. So he said, therefore, whoever eats of this bread and drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. This is gonna be so good. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. Okay. I love, I love hearing from God. Don't you love hearing from God? Amen. Every believer is meant to hear from God. Amen. And uh, every believer, the Lord is speaking to every believer. If you don't recognize that, you might not recognize that. <laughs> it's like, you know, if we had a little radio we could turn on here. Do you know there's lots of voices coming into this room? Right now. But if we don't grab a radio with some type of an antenna and tune that radio in, there could be all kind of voices speaking right here in this room. And we would never recognize them. And we would never hear them. And we would never, you know, either benefit from them or say, turn it off. (laughs) Well, you don't really want to turn off the voice of the Lord. It's a voice of grace and mercy and help and direction and light. And it'll... uh, it'll make you uh, come alive, really live. Jesus said that's the whole reason he came. He said, I have come that you might have life, not just any kind of life, uh, zoe life. The Greek word is zoe. It's the life and nature of God. The same life that sustains God and the same nature that is his own nature is what we, Jesus came that we would receive in abundance. Well, how could it be any other way? If it's from the Lord, and if it's the same thing that sustains Him, how could you you have it in a lacking manner? I have come that you might have this kind of life, and this kind of life, this kind of life that Jesus came to bring us, this kind of life, if you let it, you, you have to let it, you have to let this life live inside of you. You have to let this life dominate you. You have, to let, you have to give this life place in you. You have to look into this life. The life and nature of God. This kind of life that Jesus said, I've come that you might have. If you let this life find its expression through you, this kind of life, will affect every part of your life, every part that your life touches with God's life. So like your body, it will heal your body. It will keep your body well. It will change your body. It can change your body. If you let it, it will. For this reason, verse 30, are many weak and sick among you, and many sleep. That means they die. Uh, a lot of times the Bible talks about being asleep. Because if you think of dying as your existence ceases, that's not biblical. That's not, and that's not reality. You will live forever, whoever you are. Even if you never accept Jesus Christ, you will live forever. It's just a matter of your address. You will not cease to exist, but it's where you exist, and and, and it's not just. Maybe that's not the best way to say it. I, I felt a little check. So sometimes we say it's it's your address, it's where you exist, but it is whether your existence is void of the life of God or is sustained and invigorated by the life of God. So it's a lot more than just your address. So your dress matters. I like to think about it like this sometimes. People are like, you know, if God exists, why would there be a hell? Well, hell is for people that have rejected Christ. That means Christ came to them and they said, I don't want you. You know, maybe they say to hell with you or something like that. Uh Like, I don't want anything to do with you. Well, let me think just the little mental capacity that I have if I'm going to reject Christ and I'm going to go to cuz I don't want anything to do with him so I want to go to a place where he is not involved whatsoever and if the whole world is held in place by the word the power of the word of God if you if there could be a place in existence somewhere where God was not what would it be like maybe the whole reason the whole universe doesn't just melt with fervent fire and heat is because God himself is the life that prevents that from happening. So God, God did not send, does not send one person to hell. People send their own selves to hell by rejecting Christ. God, he said, I desire that all, all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a God of love and a God of mercy, but because he is a God of love, He will not force you to receive even the best gift in the whole wide world. He doesn't force you. Love does not force you. Now, He'll give you every opportunity. He will send person after person across your path. He will cause you to hear something on the television or the radio or, uh, you know, just wherever that will just rivet your attention to say, like, there must be a God. Actually, He created all the earth and everything in it for mankind. All of the benefits of the earth, all of the riches of the earth are for the family of God. But all of creation that you see attached to the earth, on the earth, in the atmosphere above the earth, and then the outer atmosphere, which which, uh, the Bible calls it, I don't remember what it calls it, the heaven. I think the first heaven or something like that. Well, what we would call outer space, that the heavens declare His glory. And all creation actually declares that he exists. So uh, even creation itself will cause every man, every woman, at some point to say there must be a God or there must be something else or open themselves up and and, and look to that. So um, I got to get to this. We don't have much time. For if we would judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Now, uh, now I'm gonna, we're gonna do a quick message right here on the body and blood of the Lord. And uh, Jesus came that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly. I'm, I'm editing as we speak here. So let's, let's focus in right here for this cause. Therefore, verse 27, "...whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let him so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself." Now that I don't believe that that is a very common thing that you see when people receive communion to remember what the Lord did. Uh, that was common uh, when the Bible was written, much more common because what they would have is I um, we went to one church uh, one time, and uh, you know they had a, a ladies' tea every every December, and so they'd have these tables and they'd set up a bunch of tables and the ladies would come and they would decorate their own tables. Well, it started out just wonderful. I, I became a good friends with the head of the ladies' ministry there. And, uh, but boy, by the time we were there, it became a competition. <laughs> and like the nicest dishes and then the, the things would go like really high, all the decorations and all the stuff and then all the food that they would have. And it, it became like almost competitive. And so whenever I read in the Bible where it's like they're all like somebody's having this, what we would call a thanksgiving feast during communion. And somebody else is like all of us. They're sitting there with this nasty little wafer. (laughs) These things taste horrible. That's so you focus on the Lord. When I was a, a young man, my grandmother would make the communion bread and you know what she did? She'd make different ones. you have, like, bread that you tear off or whatever, fluffy and all that. Well, she ended up, um, she would just make, because it's really unleavened bread, so she made pie crust. Do you know how good pie crust is? So I want to do that sometime. We'll separate it so you don't have to touch anybody else's pie crust, but that's amazing. You'd be like, give me some more of that. So these things, praise the Lord. So, so they're, like, competing with one another, and... You know, you're actually showing the love of Christ that he shed his, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, we're we're celebrating this together and we're like, I'm eating a lot more than you. Look at my food. So, you know, he's like, we gotta kind of put a stop to that. So um, I believe that's the main way. I'm sure there's other things in there that I don't see, but that's kind of the main way uh, that you would take it in an uh, unworthy way. So you are not unworthy if you're born again. You, you, you are worthy. Amen. And actually, if you're not born again, you are worthy. Amen. Because the value of something is determined by the price people are willing to pay for it. So whether you're part of the family of God this morning or not, Jesus gave his own life for you and God gave the life of Jesus, which was his one and only son, I think it's pretty, pretty much the most valuable thing in existence. So you are very valuable. Yes. Yes. Good. And you are very loved. And so um, we don't want to take it an un- unworthy way. All right. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So that means we have to look in our own hearts. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. Listen to this. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason are many weak and sick among you, many sleep. So this is about the only reason that I'm aware of in the New Testament that it gives, the word of God gives for sickness in the body of a believer. Study your New Testament. It says for this cause, not rightly discerning the Lord's body. In the life of a believer. Now, unbelievers are talking about different things. So, real quick, an unbeliever, you know, uh, so this is not—we're not like uh, doing an evangelistic meeting uh, for healing here. I'm mostly talking to the church. So, if you have a problem with sickness and disease, I would look right here. Number one, I would look right here because. There's nothing else really listed in there. Now, you can uh, come into some other things like uh, your faith won't work, Mark eleven twenty five, 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have any little thing against anyone that your Father Heaven may forgive you. Unforgiveness will hinder your faith. It will hinder your ability to receive from God. Face the hand that reaches and receives the grace of God, receives from God. And um, uh, if you're born again, you have the very faith of God on the inside of you. You just got to use it. So he said, for this cause, uh, many are seeking w- weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, die, die too early, um, and die too young, not rightly discerning the Lord's body. Well, there's uh, uh, two main things that I'm aware of in rightly discerning the Lord's body. And, and one is, I think the number one thing, the first thing uh, may would be, just one thing would be, is that, do you understand that the body of Christ stripes were laid on his body for you? 1 Peter 2, 24. Him, let, let, let me just uh, read it. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live to righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So in other words, if you don't know that what Jesus did on the cross not only delivered mankind from the power of the devil, it delivered every single person legally, and it it, it um, delivered every single person who receives the Lord in reality. In other words, it became available then, and it becomes real to you when you confess Jesus as Lord. And then you're made a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're brand new on the inside. So Jesus already did the work. If he didn't do the work, you could confess him as Lord all you want. But you can't become a new creature. He he delivered you from uh, your sins and where your sins were taking you, which was hell. Straight to hell. But Jesus, thank God, Jesus delivered us. And so rightly discerning the the Lord's body is is understanding that. And... um, let me just back up a little bit and say, verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, let me get my bread. Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. What's he doing? He took the bread. I'm not going to break mine because it will fall apart right now, but he broke it. In other words, he he broke some off and said, here, take, eat this. Here, take, eat this. This is my body, which is broken for you. So what's he getting ready to do? Go to the cross, right? And what's going to happen? 1 Peter 2.24. By whose stripes you were healed. So what's he illustrating for them in a way that they can kind of understand? He's saying... You see my flesh, take it inside of you, into your heart. Recognize what happened in my flesh, because this will give you life. This will deliver you. But if you don't discern that, you're going to have people among you that will have sickness and disease, and some are going to die early, because you don't rightly understand. You're not understanding, like, like this is what happened. Literally, literally, I was looking there, but literally, this is what he's saying. Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remind yourself all the time. In other words, as often as you do this, remind yourself. Oh, I'm I'm taking his, his life into me. He does the same thing then with the cup in just a second. He's like, Take this cup, drink this cup. What are we drinking? We're drinking. The cleansing, life-giving, spirit-changing, recreating power of Christ on the inside of us. Now, because some different religions believe different things, we don't believe this actually turns into anything. This kind of melts in your mouth or something. Some some people maybe teach that this literally becomes uh, the body of Christ and the blood literally becomes the blood of Christ. Well, we do this in remembrance. We don't believe this literally becomes. But you could see why people could think that. Because if you take this in the right manner, discerning the Lord's body, this thing will do nothing for you. But what the effect has on your heart when you are doing this, that could be the difference between life and physical life and physical death. You rightly discern the Lord's body. So you understand like, like what happened in his body. I need more bookmarks, okay. Well, let's, I'm going to back up in First Peter um, to verse 22. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Who did no sin, speaking of Jesus, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins. In other words, 22 and 23. Jesus was perfect, spotless, sinless. He didn't mess up like I mess up or like you mess up. He was perfect in all of his ways. If you take that as a condemnation for your lifestyle, you are missing, missing it. Not your lifestyle, but your life. You are missing it. He was perfect because, well, he, he was God, and so therefore he is perfect, number one, I guess. And number two, he was perfect because you're not And you can't be. So when you look at his perfection, I never take it as a condemnation anymore. I take it as deliverance. Like, wait a second. Because you ever have thoughts that come to you like, well, you deserve this. It's your fault. you got to pay for this. What if it weren't for Christ? That would be probably pretty accurate. But because of Jesus and because he was perfect, In everything and every way. When we receive Jesus, we receive the blood of Jesus, what he did for us, his life poured out. Then his perfection in every way is what God himself sees when he looks at us. He sees the perfection of Jesus. Actually, Corinthians says that he took our death so that he could give us his life. So we have to rightly understand and discern the body of the Lord like, like what really happened. Verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body. Do you know that sin opens up the door to sickness and disease? No, every sickness and disease is not a direct result of a direct sin. But sickness and disease, you know, they sin in the garden, remember? And then What? death entered the world through sin. Well, all sickness is what's called incipient death. In other words, it is the first stages of death. And if it is allowed to continue, you will die from it. Thank God he designed our bodies to repel sickness and disease. Thank God on top of that, we can actually receive, discern the Lord's body and receive healing as believers. So i will talking about non-believers just real quick. This is, this is why many times you'll see Uh, non-believers be healed quicker through a gift of the Spirit. But what God provided for the church was right here. Whoa, I need more time. So, oh, who his own self bear our sins in his own body. Do you think? Maybe your sins Could cause your body to have sickness and disease? And that was ordained to fall upon you? Yes. I know you're saying no, but because you're getting ahead of me. Just moving your hair. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body. So Jesus took those sins that would cause sickness, disease, all those other problems in his own body. So maybe that was supposed to happen to you. You know, the devil is not creative. He, 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 he manipulates and he uh, distorts, right? So those thoughts come into your head, well, this is your fault. You deserve this. Okay. You know, you're right. I would have deserved this. Right. I do deserve this, except for one minor, major thing. I do not base my life upon myself. I base it upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my deliverance. He is my salvation. He is my help. He is my strength. He is my life. He is my Lord. You're going to have to talk to my Lord about this, sickness and disease, and see if he is willing to accept or reject it. And because, I'm not, I want to treat you like the devil. Because you're ignorant, (laughs) number nine. Number nine, because you're ignorant on your hand. He's under our feet, right? And so because you're ignorant, let me explain it to you. Jesus, his own self, bear my sins in his own body. On the tree. Where you were, number nine, you were so happy. You thought we, we kind of crucified the Lord of glory. We got it all done. The Bible says that Satan never would have done that if he knew what happened. So Jesus is at the, at the Last Supper. We, we call it the Last Supper, and he's handing out this bread. He's giving thanks, right? He's like, Lord, thank you. Why? He knows what he's doing is he's handing you part of his, what's going to happen in his flesh. You're going to take that into you and you're going to wonder later after you see the stripes on his body and after you see the scars, after I rise again, you're going to remember this day that you said you got to eat this. You know, another time before that, he said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. Remember? And a lot of disciples were like, that's really gross. I'm leaving. (laughs) I can't handle that. The natural mind can't handle that. But the spiritual mind, and you, you have a spiritual mind when you're born again. You just got to tap into it. The spiritual mind rejoices like Jesus did. He's like, he's like, thank you, Lord. Well, this whole thing is now getting in motion, right? This whole thing is happening now. And so um, so here, here, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this remembering me. Right? So don't remember what the doctor said. Now, you can... You should go to the doctor if you need to go to the doctor. Let them do their thing. It's totally separate from the Lord. Well, hopefully it's involved with the Lord. Hopefully they're aiding and helping. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like as far as my faith, I don't, I could care less if I have to go to the do- I mean, I prefer not to go to the doctor. Okay. Mainly because of the money. And the time. Okay. And the atmosphere. You no. Know. But what I'm saying is... If you need to go to the doctor, you need to go to the doctor. Some people think they're believing and they're not believing, and then they die thinking they're believing. Well, praise the Lord. If you die in the Lord, it's a good place to go. Just we're kind of sad about it. So he's given this bread. He's like, do this. Remember this. So, in other words, when something comes against your body, remember this. I'm giving you life. You take it in. What is that life? It's not the physical piece of bread. It's not the yeast and the whatever, the dough and everything that they made back then and that they actually ate on that day. He's not saying this is going to sustain you. He he, he actually said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Why was it broken? So yours wouldn't have to be. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with or by his stripes we are healed. So good, so good, so good. And so uh, the the second part of that, I don't know if you can tell, this is what it's like when I'm hurrying. does not rightly discern the Lord's body. Well, another major part of that is that the body of Christ is all one. In other words, We believe what we believe the Bible teaches. That's why we are here. And we also believe the Lord sent us here, that we're part of this church. But this is not the only church that believes that Jesus is Lord and believes in the power of the blood of Jesus. And if if a church believes those two major things, you know, that you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior while you're living, There's so many things I could get into, but I don't have time. You you must accept Jesus as Lord. So then uh, I'm not uh, bad-mouthing other uh, Bible-believing... hopefully I'm not bad-mouthing any churches, but I'm not bad-mouthing other Bible-believing churches uh, that believe in the blood and, and Jesus and everything like that. Sometimes people ask me about churches, different things like that, and, you know, if they're not preaching Jesus... Then I'll be a little more open, but still when I'm talking about it, I don't let my heart go to a place of I am better than you or you're stupid or certainly not hate, right? Because that's not rightly discerned in the Lord's body. Okay. Well, I mean, you may have heard that before, but did you know if your wife or husband or children or mother or father are born again, they're part of the body of Christ, sister, brother, part of the body of Christ? So, how are you treating them? How are you talking about them? How are you thinking about them? What's happening in your heart when you think about them? Or your friends? Or your coworkers, right? For, for this reason, many are weak and sickly among you. What about yourself? Do you know one of the biggest reasons, even the medical world has found this out, one of the biggest reasons for sickness and disease is worry worry will kill you. Worry is a sin, and worry will kill you. Now, if you're a, a warrior, Brother Hagin used to say, I was a world champion warrior. I think I could echo that, you know. <laughs> I was. But I found out that is a life of bondage. Yes. There is no freedom in that. Yeah. And I also found out the greatest reason that I'm aware of in my own personal life where I have had sickness and disease is because of worry, stress, worry, anxiety. Those all go together. Greatest reason. In fact, uh, I was teaching my kids about this a couple of weeks ago, and I said, uh, "Do you know, like, when I would get really worried, or if I get like, if I would get angry or upset, it's almost like I can feel an internal release of chemicals happening." In that moment, think Think if you've ever, most of you have never been so upset and angry that you had wrath or anything like that. So just just think about me, right? Because then maybe you can receive the reality that you're the same way, but you just push, push it off on me like you're perfect. Okay. So like, so like, I, I like, you can sometimes sense, I can sense stuff being released in my body. And I'm like, ooh, this is not good, but I am mad. Right? So then... Uh, the more immature me would be like, okay, I'm just going to let this happen because I want to tell them what I think. <laughs> or at least I want to tell the heir what I think. <laughs> well, you know, that'll open you up to sickness and disease. That's not rightly discerning the Lord's body. That, that, that any member of the body of Christ is a part of the body of Christ. So you can't have ill will. Towards another member of the body of Christ and expect to walk in health. And expect to live free from sickness and disease. It will affect you. So rightly discern the Lord's body. Well, does, does that fit with the with the with the context? We're, we're almost done. Don't you worry your little self. Okay. Um, oh, I'm gonna go to the New King James. So he drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you, many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Whew! that's good news. You could judge yourself. You won't be judged. You know what it's going to take to judge yourself? One of the biggest things that it takes to judge yourself. You can do it. You can do it. Before I even tell you what it is, you can do it. You can do it. Humility. You can't judge yourself without humility. Why? Because, well, you don't need to be judged. Or you'd look and you'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. You actually have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Paul said, God is my judge. He said, I have a judgment, but it's not even, I can't even see clearly in my own judgment, but the Lord is my judge. So I come under the mighty hand of God. He's my judge. So isn't it interesting that right here, In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we learn, like, the reason sickness and disease is in the body of Christ at all is because not discerning the Lord's body. Or you could say by not walking in love and humility. Not walking in love and humility. And I know uh, Dad Hagen told us, he said, you know, if I ever had uh, sickness and disease or if I was ever ministering to somebody, the first place I would look for what's the cause is am I walking in love or are they walking in love? That's the first place I'd look. In his own own life, then he said he'd also look to see if he was obeying or not. And so, right here, not rightly discerning the Lord's body. He said, what? If you judge yourself, you'll not be judged. What's judging yourself? Well, am I treating them right? Do I have anything in my heart against uh, other people? You know, we're we're in a very political town. You know, you you can see people that do... uh, The most ignorant things when you look at the word. You're like, this is so contrary to the Bible. Well, they could legitimately be doing the worst thing you could possibly think of. Totally contrary to the word of God. But how you deal with it in your heart could make you sick. Could make you die young. God is not making you sick. God is not making you die young. You're getting on the devil's territory. So, you know, like to be born again, you just have to believe in the blood of Jesus. But, you know, in Deuteronomy, he said, you know, basically, if you honor my statutes, do my word, I'll take sickness and disease away from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. Well, right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, for this cause. So, there's reasons why sickness and disease are in the body of Christ, and it's right here this cause so there's qualifications to walk in health and healing in the body of Christ for this cause many are weak and sickly among you you have to discern the Lord's body you have to judge yourself discern the Lord's body is one wait a second so I have to walk in love number two I have to humble myself and say, Lord, you, you, you help me with that. I mean, I'm, I might say, especially because his name is Tim, of course I'm walking in love with Tim. His name is Tim. On top of that, he was in the Air Force. Does it get any better? Number one, he's a child of God. He's my brother. So, of course, I'm walking in love with him. But I might need to ask the Lord... And I need to ask the Lord if when I see him, I get, I'm just like, I want to go the other way. (laughs) I don't want to be around him. (laughs) I don't want to be with him. Well, I need to ask the Lord. You got to help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Stand with me, if you would. Oh, yeah, we're going to take this standing up. So let's, uh, if you can, you know, there's two little wrappers. So the top wrapper, you can take off uh, this right here and get the little wafer out, and then uh, the other, the other wrapper is that. While you're getting that ready, I'm going to give an opportunity for people to come to the Lord. So if you're here in the room, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's actually the only qualification there is to receive communion here, is we want you to be born again, because we're remembering what the Lord did. But you could actually get born again right in the middle of this, right in the middle of this time where we're uh, remembering what the Lord did. Maybe you're online, uh, watching us online. I want to give you an opportunity. God loves you. He sent Jesus Christ for you. He so loved the world that he sent Jesus so that you could have life. And uh, the way you come to God is not through uh, the works that you do, whether you accumulate a bunch of good things or you're like, well, I got so many bad things, he wouldn't even want me. Oh, no. Uh, While we were sinners, Christ died for us. He wants you, I guarantee it, because he loves you and he's not trying to hurt you or harm you. He's trying to help you. He wants to help you. And so the way that you become a Christian is you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead to make you right with him, and then you confess Jesus as Lord, and you do all that from your heart. We've been talking about the heart a lot this morning. That's from your heart. So I'm going to pray a prayer right now, and if you uh, would like to receive Jesus, I want you to pray that. And if you're in the room or maybe you're just watching online, go ahead and pray that because it will be like a great opening prayer for us receiving and remembering what Jesus did. Say this. Say, Father God. Father God. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died for me to take away my sins to make me right with you and to bring me into your family Jesus I receive you as my Lord and my Savior I'm not going to live for myself anymore I turn my whole life over to you thank you Father God for saving me, forgiving me, and removing my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as we uh, prepare to receive this, if you need healing in your body, I want you to take this and make it uh, what we call a point of contact. In other words, the second this, this uh, symbol of the bread, second I eat this, I'm eating it in my natural body, I am receiving healing in my spirit that will affect my natural body, right? This thing will not heal you, but your faith in what Jesus did, his own body, like he showed us here, take some of this bread because I want you to have an eternal illustration of what I'm going to do in my body for you, right? So Father, we take this now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you delivered us from every sickness and every disease. Father, if we got any uh, ill will, animosity, unforgiveness, we we ask you to forgive us of that right now. We release those people in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you provided health and healing for us. Forgive us for walking after the flesh in our own ways. We're just going to get right back and walk in your way. We thank you that you gave us this vivid illustration of your life affecting our life. And your body taking every sickness and every disease that would ever come and try to attack us. We receive healing and we thank you for the body of Jesus right now. Take and eat in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The same, the same night that he gave the illustration of the body, he gave the illustration of the blood. He said in the same way, take this cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. In other words... There's a new covenant. Every covenant is made with blood. He said, This is a new covenant, and it's with my blood. And so, Father, we're just going to take this right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have saved us. You have made us new creatures, that every old thing has passed away and all things have become new. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, um, if you'd like prayer for anything, Jeremy and Leah Klosterman will be up. Jeremy and Leah Klosterman, I can speak. Jeremy and Leah Klosterman. Uh, we'll be up front and uh, we'll be happy to pray with you. We'd also be happy to pray with you or anybody else probably next to you. Um, Jesus loves you. Just receive your healing. Receive the new life and and walk in it. God's got a good plan. And I I love that he gives us such good illustrations. Do you see? I just can't get over that. I just, I just like, he's like, you have no idea what I'm doing right now, but you're going to love it later. This is my body, which is broken for you. Receive my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Receive my blood shed for you.